Hi everyone and welcome to episode three of Lights Cannula Action. I'm Catherine, I'm here again. I have some really bad news. Rachel can't come today. She's been fired from the podcast. I'm only joking. Rachel, do you want to say hello? That was so hard not to laugh there. I'm sitting there like, hee hee hee. <laughs> you have to say something, otherwise people will just tune out if you're not here. I know, start of the show, eh? No, exactly. it's uh, happy to be back. Happy Sunday, everyone, and welcome to episode three. Our focus of the week is going to be paramedic science resources, and a little bit on networking as well. So welcome. Welcome. And we have some questions that we have to answer this week as well. Thank you so much for giving us some questions because as we said, we really like we really like receiving them. Firstly, just want to say thank you so much for all of the positive feedback and the really lovely things you've been saying on almost every platform, actually, Rachel. We've been getting nice feedback all over the place, haven't we? Yeah, we have. It's really, really heartwarming to see it all. And as I keep saying, don't be shy. Even if you think the question's a little bit silly or not relevant, we'll find a way to fit it in. So don't be shy. Always, we'll always find a way. (laughs) Okay, so we'll start by answering questions then. So I'm going to ask these to Rachel and then if I want to throw something out there, I will do. So this is a funny one. Rachel, how are you feeling about the first placement coming up? (laughs) Yeah, so (laughs) I shouldn't laugh because a lot of people, including myself, are a wee bit down in a sense about it. So just due to COVID, our first non-ambulance placement has been cancelled. We just found out a couple of days ago that that was the case. What I will say is, although there's unanimous disappointment and Even so, for our course leaders, they've worked really hard to design the programme and we're the first year at our university doing the programme. And unfortunately, we've been hit with this news, but safety comes first as always and we'll easily be able to make up the time for this first non-ambulance placement. So we were really looking forward to it, but unfortunately, it's just not happening this November. (laughs) Yeah, we were quite excited about actually putting something into practice but it's it's going to happen anyway so there's no point being negative about it it will happen and that kind of ties in actually to the next question which is do you do placements in year one so yes obviously and uh, we have two non-ambulance placements and one ambulance placement in year one if I'm correct Rachel yeah I think you are correct I actually think we We're due to have two ambulance placements, first occurring in March, the other in July next year, but we'll just see how things pan out. It tends to be like two and two, so two ambulance, two non-ambulance. So I hope that answers that question. So you are definitely thrown straight into it in paramedic science. So be ready to apply those skills as soon as you're, you know, it's made available to you to do so. So, so yeah, exciting times ahead and hopefully for the 2021 cohort, you'll be able to get straight out in November when you're due to. Yeah, it's pretty much 50% placements, isn't it, for I think maybe all paramedic science courses. So you definitely, it's not it's not all theory. You will, you will be doing placements from, you know, year one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> be ready. <laughs> okay, Rachel. So is there a fitness test for paramedic science like the technician post? Yeah, really good question. I was actually really happy that this one came up for this week because it ties in really nice in terms of uh, resources and actually just getting ready for the course. The simple answer is no, there's not. We have to go through relatively rigorous occupational health 
checks and that goes from you know your physical and to an extent your mental health as well just to make sure that you're ready and you meet all the satisfactory requirements for starting paramedic training so just to explain to anybody that isn't quite familiar with the technician post so within Scottish Ambulance Service they recruit for ambulance technicians and what they do if you get past the interview stage you'll do a fitness test and the fitness test is to it's designed to see your if you're role ready and if you're able to to do that job and we don't do that in paramedic science what will happen is we'll get things like that when we apply for our newly qualified paramedic positions but great question and definitely a relevant one to anyone who might have been quite anxious about that I think it goes without saying you have to have a certain level of physical fitness but don't stress yourself out in the gym too much if this is what you're if this is the route you're doing I think though for for some people there is actually a fitness test to get onto the course I'm sure some universities maybe in England do have a test it probably won't be as rigorous as you know an actual like qualified paramedic fitness test but I'm sure there is some somewhere so Better off just double checking to see if there is one. Yeah. Because I could be making that up. No, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I think you're spot on in saying that because, and I've said this to a lot of people on Instagram as well, we are speaking completely from our university and what we have experienced so far. But I can't emphasize enough whatever we say, please check that against your individual institution's requirements because there might even be other subjects that they require for their course and it might sound a bit daft but it is what it is and you just need to make sure that you know exactly what you're applying for and that you meet the requirements to avoid disappointment when it comes to selection yeah and just be prepared for what's coming at you yeah (laughs) Yeah. um okay next question do you go out on the road as a team of three which we've not done yet well I haven't no I well what I can say if if you Anyone that does voluntary work for the ambulance service as a community first responder, you often get the opportunity to go out on an observation shift. And to me, that will be quite similar. So you, yes, you would be third manning. And we, when we go out on placement, we'll get a mentor, but it's likely that we'll be joining a team of two. So I, I think there's lots of different opportunities on placements, but keep tuned in and we'll let you know what happens to us when we go out on our first ambulance placement. Yeah, don't worry. Even if there's tears, then we will we will inform you of exactly. I will be what's here happening. <laughs> we'll just we'll just at this point we'll just be broken women crying together, <laughs> glass of gin in hand. Yes, that 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 sounds like a very accurate picture of what's to come. <laughs> uh, oh, this is a funny one. So, Rachel, who's the better student? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I agree, probably. Um, We've actually, how are we supposed to know this? Because we don't know how each other are doing. No, no idea. We've not even actually met yet. I know. Uh, Yeah, let's admit that, actually. Episode three, we have not actually met in person due to COVID. But as you can tell, our relationship has flourished online. (laughs) Yeah, what if we meet up and we actually dislike each other? It's a real possibility. No. Thank you very much. I love your confidence in me. Appreciate that. No, definitely not. It's it's been really humbling how this has actually came about. It's it's crazy to think of it, but it's really cool at the same time. No, I don't think either of us are the better student. I mean, we've both been to uni before. We're both here, and we've we've got our pros and cons, haven't we? <laughs> well, 
Well, exactly. What what is a better student anyway? <laughs> Maybe we both have our own positive parts of studying. I don't know what I'm saying. I know what you mean. We'll leave it there. Let's not get into a debate <laughs> Thank just yet. Thank you for that question, though. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, Rachel, do you have the questions in front of you? I do. Yes, and I know what. Would one... you like to? <laughs> Would you like to ask this next one? Because this one confused me. Okay, so this is the last one before we move on to our focus of the week. So this will be good fun. So, Catherine, would you rather have starfish for hands or would you rather have starfish for feet? So would you rather your hands were replaced with a starfish or would you rather your feet were replaced with a starfish? Well, Rachel, I love how you've actually explained it this time because (laughs) in front of me... It says, would you rather starfish for hands or for feet? And I was so confused. I was thinking, Rachel, what is this question? Was starfish? I was I said to you the other day, do you mean starfish in beds? Oh yeah. <laughs> like, what is what does that mean? It doesn't make sense. Okay, so I get it now. Thank you for explaining it to me. You're very welcome. So would I would I rather have starfish for hands or for feet? See, if you have them for feet, starfish, they have little sucky bits on the bottom. What mm-hmm. are they called? Oh, let's just see. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> sucky bits. Sucky bits. <laughs> uh, so could you, like, climb walls, maybe? Um, mm, yeah? Maybe. You could. You would never slip. You would no. never slip when it's wet. And, and obviously, you, you don't need shoes because... Waterproof are starfish, aren't they? <laughs> can you call it? Can you call sea life waterproof? Well, you just did. <laughs> oh yeah, well, um, I know everything. You do, yeah. And no, I would definitely say feet because, I mean, you need your hands for, for the job, and I think starfish feet wouldn't get in the way too much. What about yourself? I think actually I'd have to agree with you there. Although log- logically speaking, I think. The hands would be quite an interesting one. But yeah, I think you might scare off a couple of patients going in with your big starfish. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking of the possibilities. That's a good question. As soon as I understood as soon as I understood it. Thank you for explaining. Oh, you're welcome. Right. So focus of the week, Rachel, would you like to get us started on that? Yeah, let's do this. So focus of the week is going to be on student paramedic resources. Now, it could be really easy for Catherine and I to sit here and tell you what books to buy, you know, what things to buy, like it was some big advertisement, but that's not what we're about. We're just going to be completely open and honest about what we've done prior to attending and what we think for us as individuals helps us best start to study and to prepare for the meatiness (laughs) of the course to come. So our, <laughs> I know, very good word choice there. <laughs> so we're going to think about books, online resources, you know, do you use flashcards, quizzes, and I'm also going to have a tiny little bit to promote little small businesses that I've came across so far, and we'll briefly explain the benefits of being a student member of the College of Paramedics as well. So with that being said, let's get started, shall we? Let's do it. Okie dokie. So as a lot of our classmates know, I've got what can only be described as a library of books. <laughs> now, if you're looking at doing paramedic science and you're thinking, what books do I get? Should I buy books? Is it going to be available online? Will I be able to get it on the library? The answer is probably yes. There's a lot of things that you will be able to get 
free access to online. So don't stress yourself out and break the bank by buying books. As we've mentioned before, I've got dyslexia and I sometimes find it really hard to take in all the information from books if they were out on loan, for example. So I've just made the choice to buy the books that I've wanted and I've been genuinely interested in reading as and when. And, you know, you can always sell things afterwards once you've got your use out of it. So that would be my kind of opinion on books. What would you say, Catherine? I am quite bad with reading books in general. I I get so distracted. A lot of the time I'm away with the fairies. So I'm one of those people, you know, when you're reading a book and you've read three pages and you've realised you've not actually taken in any of the information. Oh yeah, I know the feeling. That's me. But um, there are some books that I'm really interested in reading. So, you know, the really nitty gritty ones, the ones that are all about drama. There's, um, I can't even think of any titles. I've just, I've been told that I should definitely read them. The autobiographies and other clinical staff who have wrote books about their experiences so far and they give you like a really good insight into their job roles rather than pure formative textbooks. Yeah there's there's quite a few books like that out there. I don't textbooks that'll come in handy when we actually require them because very much for our first two modules this year it's kind of been more about looking at ourselves and our communities etc. Whereas I know next term, it's going to be a lot more educational and less focused on how we think. Yeah. So I think the educational books will come at a later date, but it's just kind of about seeing what you're going to be getting up to and yeah, the the, the positive things, the negative things. And I, I do think some of these books are interesting. I know you were reading, oh, this was months ago. You said you read a book and it was a bit morbid but he said it was quite a good read and I remember thinking I would probably love reading that. Oh yes, so this will come to me later in the podcast and I'll bring it up as soon as I can remember. But one book that I will just quickly mention is Peak Performance Under Pressure and it's a book about lessons from a helicopter rescue doctor, Dr Stephen Hearns and that's available on Amazon and I would highly recommend it. You can follow him on Twitter as well. He posts a lot of really good resources and information as well. And it's just a really good book about understanding, you know, the fact that we will be under a lot of pressure in our roles and how to best deal with that. Definitely a definitely a secret gem for anyone thinking about doing paramedic science as a degree. So that's one recommendation there. So why don't we move on to online resources? So a lot of people like to do things online, on the computer, on their phones. And I think Khan Academy and YouTube tutorials are just great for being able to visually see how some things work. What about you? Oh, YouTube is just my life. Yeah. (laughs) Because if, if you didn't tune in last week, you would have, if you did, then you would have heard that we really like watching people, visual learning, all of that jazz. YouTube is something that I rely on hugely for just watching the way people perform different medical techniques. It's not something we've really explored at uni yet, but it's good for me to actually observe it because I don't have any I don't have any history or background in medicine. So I feel like slightly disadvantaged. I know I'm not and you learn everything. But I do find those resources really useful for learning kind of the medical based things and also just seeing how people day to day as student paramedics 
live their lives and how much they're enjoying the course and what they recommend. There is a shortage though, so I think someone needs to take one for the team who's listening to this podcast and start another YouTube channel, particularly Scottish-based. Yeah. That would be great. (laughs) 100%. Yeah, I can't agree with you more on how all these online, especially these online free resources are so great. And if you want to buy books, you should because reading is great and you should never feel that you should do certain things to be successful at uni. I love flashcards and I am a big believer in supporting smaller businesses and there's a lot of student paramedics and other AHPs that make flashcards based on what they wish they had out on placement and those are great to give you an indication of you know what's to come and what kind of things to start reading up on so I'm a big advocate for that and the last thing is just to talk about the College of Paramedics. So have you got anything you'd want to add before we move on to that? You were mentioning Khan Academy before, mm-hmm. and that actually is a very beneficial resource. I've not looked into it for paramedicine yet, but in the past, it's been really useful for me for like biological things yeah. and those kind of courses. So I've not, I've not used it yet, but as I say, we've not really had to so far. But that's definitely a really good resource. And there's there's quite a few options. You just need to go searching. There's quite a few brilliant websites and some really educational YouTube channels as well, like proper educational ones that explain things more for the layman. Um, so that I, I definitely would recommend looking up some nice basic online resources like those. They really do help you understand. 100%. I just couldn't agree with you more. Just explore it if you've chances are if you type it into google there's gonna be something out there (laughs) and i was actually thinking when you were talking there about can academy how it's just so beneficial just to look into things and social media is actually ironically really helpful for this pre-hospital care and medicine paramedic science ahp stuff see if you get on twitter if you're on Instagram, even on Facebook, if you are on the group, so you want to be a paramedic, there's like 20,000 members there who are all willing to help. So one thing I'm a massive advocate for is networking. And a lot of people kind of giggle when I say that, but honestly, things like LinkedIn, get talking to people, pick up the phone. The worst that happens is somebody's busy or they just don't want to talk to you. But most people, are really willing to help and to share their experiences with you. And your chances are, it's a big bit, a small community at the same time. You're going to bump into these people and, you know, just get yourself out there, get talking to people and you'll be amazed at the return you'll get from it. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing to lose, is there? No, not at all. <laughs> just, just go out there and ask. That's the, that's the main point here. So the College of Paramedics, I'm a student member of the College of Paramedics. I'm not currently, but I did look into it and I I think I'm going to join soon just because of the support they provide for student paramedics as well. And it's not it's not expensive, is it not? It's a couple of pounds a month yeah, for a, the student membership. Yes, yeah, it's like £2 a month and what you get is access to CPD events. You get discount of, you know, class publishing. So like the JR Calc, as it gets updated, you'll get discounts on that. Mind you... A lot of unis will provide you the access to that for free, but if you want the larger textbook and the other books from there, you can get discount off that. You've got access to the CPD events, so when they're able to be hosted in real life again rather than as a webinar, you'll be able to go to that. And just Mm -hmm. things that are going to be so helpful 
And once you're registered, you can obviously get the the full membership rather than the student one, and you'll be able to keep all your CPD together. Oh, yeah, I just think it's a great thing to get into the habit of. So, yes, I would definitely. It's just great that we it. also have that. I know. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, just like something. It's it's just something there, a little bit of support behind you, and you know, just a team of people that are all in the same boat as you. And it's great they've got a student membership as well because it just really makes you feel that you are a part of something sure does couldn't agree more well i think what we'll do is we'll just put a pin on resources for now this is something we can go into a lot more detail on on future episodes but just wanted to give a little insight into there's not one way to revise there's not one type of resource that you need you just need to explore things that you need in order to understand the material better and if you ever have any questions just reach out to us on Lights cannula action and we'll be more than happy to lead you in the right direction of individual things yeah of course also I'm I'm so disorganized right now when it comes to resources <laughs> definitely Rachel ask me these questions in a year's time and I hope that'll be better prepared oh we will do and we'll even come back and say do you know what actually don't do that <laughs> <laughs> we've changed our mind wipe it 100% I know so okay on to the final segment so this is the, the part that Rachel has been waiting for all week. So, Rachel, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Give me my riddle. <laughs> it is Rachel's Riddle of the Week. Oh, you haven't. <laughs> I just wanted to add that in. Don't, don't laugh. That, was, that took me two minutes of my life. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Might just have it's to brilliant. edit it out. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. Okay, so Rachel, I've actually made this quite easy for you this week because I know you struggled. Cheeky, oh, cheeky. <laughs> you did. Okay, so Rachel, here we go. I am not alive, but I grow. I don't have lungs, but I need air. I don't have a mouth, but water kills me. What am I? I am not alive, but I grow. I don't have lungs, but I need air. I don't have a mouth, but water kills me. What am I? My soul. (laughs) Water kills your soul? Oh, right. You're not alive? (laughs) I would be after this. Right, okay. (laughs) Uh, That was meant to be easy. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Do you know what the worst part is? I actually have heard this before. I just cannot. Oh, a shadow. No. Does what? <laughs> the answer is fire. I'm not alive, but I grow. I don't have lungs. I need air. I don't have a mouth, but water kills me. Maybe by episode three hundred and sixty-six, I'll manage to get get one of these right. <laughs> we just did our our fire training. It was that really really long video. Yes. I thought this would have been fresh in your mind. Well, that is not the case. <laughs> okay. Oh, right. I won't bother with the outro music, all right? <laughs> I'm only allowed that when I get it right. <laughs> <laughs> no, then you get a cheer. I'm joking, there's, oh, there's yes. no cheer on my soundboard, you're okay. Oh, you're going to need to get one, because I'm going to get it next week. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to revise riddles all week now. I'll be like, right, I'm ready. Okay, so my 
oh, I'm going to need to get a sound for you now. This is so not fair. Right. Oh, no, you don't. I was. I, I probably won't even do it again. I just thought it'd be funny for you this time. Oh, you caught me off guard. Okay. What, to surprise you? So Catherine's daft, silly, stupid, whatever you want to call it, question of the week. <laughs> oh, my. Coming at you hard with, what is your most irrational hatred and i'll start you off by telling everybody and admitting that mines is the sound of people eating it actually makes my skin crawl i just oh no <laughs> is that because we were talking about asmr the other oh, day no, that is like the and i was oh, saying torture. some people hate that torture oh that's just the way to torture me that is just no <laughs> just do not like it at all my irrational hatred most irrational hatred it's probably something to do with work. There's quite a lot of work-related ones. So background, I work in a restaurant and this is just a standard irrational hate. And it's when you go up to someone and you say, hiya, how are you doing? And they respond with, Diet Coke. <laughs> and it's like, no, that's that's not the answer. I, I asked how you were and you just said, Pepsi. Like, no. It's quite irrational how much it irritates me. And as soon as someone does that, I turn around and I think, this is not going to be a nice day. <laughs> if you if you feel that, if, if any of you have worked in restaurants, you'll understand that. Or in bars as well. Rachel, I know you were a bartender right, as well. That's right. Did you never get that? No. You say hello to someone. Well, actually, now that you mention it, I think... I think it has happened when they've been ordering drinks. They just come up and they just start, you know, spraffing the whole uh, order Two for points. a group of people. But uh, I'm not, yeah. I was—I think I was normally too busy to even take any notice of it. But I know what you mean. It's like, I mean, you're clearly not listening to a word I just said. But okay, Diet Coke. <laughs> they don't even look at you and they just say lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just or doing that. Oh, jeez. One pint. It's just, you just think, no, I'm trying to be nice to you and you're not throwing it back at me. <laughs> See, I could, I could rant at this for another podcast <laughs> next week on Lights, Cannula Action is Catherine ranting about her job. That's it. Oh, I love it. Well, <laughs> I think it's time to round up and I'm really looking forward to next week to give you another question to boil your blood. <laughs> oh, <laughs> are you just going to be annoying me for the foreseeable future now? 100%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not used to that at all. Never had that before from you. Oh, sh- the shade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I grumpy today? That doesn't. That's not very nice, is it? No. I love you really. I love you really. Love you too. <laughs> okay. So, thank you all for listening to episode three. I hope it was somewhat beneficial to you. I hope it was beneficial completely to you. And we will update you in future if there's anything else that comes to mind regarding resources. And thank you very much just for being here again. And we will see you all next week. Yes, see you next week and take care. Stay safe. <laughs>